Good morning, church. Good morning, good morning. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, worship team. Mm. Power in surrender. Power in surrender. Thank you. Hey, my parents are back. Look at that. <laughs> I'm putting him to work already. Get my find my glasses. Thank you. Joke, only a joke. All right. Well, that. Thanks for coming out today, and those join us online. We've got a wonderful day ahead of us because we are going to be celebrating some water baptisms that are going on today. Absolutely, we are excited for them, and thank you for the encouragement for today as well. Uh, for supporting this. Uh, just a few things I want to go through before we even get to that. Uh, one is uh, Betty and Tony Thompson. I want to thank you immensely for the prayers. Actually, if I can find a text, I'm going to read it. Um, I got a text from them. As you know, you know, Betty's sister had passed away a few weeks ago, and then uh, whose name was Diana. And then literally two days later, uh, her son Zachary was hit by a car in Providence, and he was killed as well too. Not as well, but killed and died. Uh, so it was, it's quite a bit for the family, but the Thompson family knows who they are in Christ, and they are resting in that daily, and it is a process. But they just want to, I'm just going to read a, a text from this, from Betty. She just sent me yesterday. I truly appreciate you and everything the church has done for my family. If we could extend our thanks and appreciation to the church, words cannot express our appreciation for their love, cards, donations, phone calls, attending the service, and most of all, the prayers that are holding us up right now. We love you, church family, Betty Thompson and family. So we so thankful. And just also keeping Zachary's uh, siblings, his brothers, two brothers and sisters in prayer too because uh, he was at the age of 38. Um, and it was a sweet funeral in the sense that uh, the message came across, Pastor Mike had led the funeral, uh, that eternity awaits for everybody. And where are you with that? So in layman's terms. So we're keeping them in prayer. We're, we're keep supporting them as well too. Hey, I rarely go to the movies because I want to be waiting at home and watch it on the TV but who saw the Jesus Revolution movie that came out this weekend? Come on, it's got to be four. One, my son. Okay, five, six, seven. Come on, guys. We got. I would highly recommend this movie. Um, it is a well-produced Christian movie, which sometimes can be rare. Um, it's a story of the Jesus Revolution of the 70s. Uh, more specifically, many of you know Greg Laurie. Um, we're familiar with his ministry, too, as well. And it's a story of his life and his wife and... Just the amazing thing that happened in that time and God ushering um, mm, through some hippies. If he can do it with some hippies, he can do it with some short hair folks, right? Some people have their tie too tight. I'm sorry, I'm not preaching today. So, um, anyway, if he can do it through them, he can do it through each and every one of us. He really can. And God is on the move as we even experienced last week. Wasn't it great to have Nia here? She really, um, yeah. She enjoyed her time here, and certainly the presence of God has just begun at Faith Christian Center in the service we experienced last week. And although Nia left, the Holy Spirit didn't leave, right? We know she's still here, so we're aware of that. 
Um, but she sends her love. She had a great time, and we'll see her again soon. Uh, housekeeping. Those who are filling out envelopes to give your tithes and offerings, which we immensely appreciate your generous giving. However, one simple request, please write legibly on the envelope. Our bookkeeper is uh, having to interpret things on a Monday or Tuesday, and it's taking a lot of time. Uh, just your last name, there may be another Smith in the building, so don't just write Smith, you know. <laughs> and you don't have to fill out the whole address because we would have the address most likely, but first and last name would be appreciative and making it legible as well. So with the water baptism today, those who have uh, students and children grow, when we do dismiss today, uh, you'll be picking up your children through the, the set of curtains right there, not your normal way because the people that are uh, getting wet are coming through uh, the, using those bathrooms. So just come through there uh, immediately after the service. And as Verda had mentioned, we are starting small groups, and I appreciate her testimony in that. We started about two and a half years ago. Uh, small groups are... I feel like i got to sell this every time. Small groups are... <laughs> They are three of our main vision declarations in action. There's teaching that goes on. Not another service, but teaching that goes on. There's reaching that goes on because of the organic space that people are in. They're going to reach to each other. And there's connecting because, again, that, that space that we're in. As it gets darker in the world around us, and Pastor John has said that before, it's going to be a point that... We're going to need each other more than ever. And if I don't know at least your name, which I'm not good with names sometimes, we've got to start somewhere. These small groups, everybody that comes into a small group is somewhere. We know that. But don't hold back because you think, oh, my faith's not big. I, need, I don't know much about this topic. Uh, there may be somebody who's, you know, a, has a bigger Bible than me. You know, all these things that can go in your mind of why you shouldn't attend a small group. But I would encourage you to step out because it's part of our growth as Christians, learning in smaller spaces together. Discipling not always goes down, but it goes across to each other in these groups. Will you get uncomfortable? Absolutely, I guarantee it for a minute or two. But as I've said before, sometimes in our uncomfortability is where God can come in and work in us and get us out of the way and stretch us a little bit more. So I'd really encourage you to, to join a small group. Um, we really believe in these. Uh, this, this run, we have all pastors leading them. So we can all blame them if this doesn't work. So, Right? I'm going to ask them to actually come up and share with the small groups that they're leading. I want to take some time today to do this. And then if you do want to sign up, you can go on the app, as Verda said, on our website as well. Just visit the small group page and just register. Uh, the registration is open. It starts on March 29th. It'll end, uh, I think, around June 17th. It's about seven uh, group meetings, uh, and they meet every other Wednesday except the last week where they'll meet consecutive right after each other. So... Um, I'm buying a little bit of time, too, because uh, we found out this morning that the baptismal tank, that was all full. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, it wasn't full this morning, so something went, the water went somewhere. <laughs> so we've been filling it. I appreciate Bruce, Jen, and Doug, and whoever else is helping to get that. 
uh, as I've warned Pastor Mike and those that can't change their mind, they're in too deep now, uh, it's probably going to be cold water because we didn't have time to heat it, but it'll just be the Holy Spirit. It'll be a quick baptism. No, this will be great. So, all right, enough with the judge. Uh, pastors, why don't you come? Dave, Pastor Ray, Pastor Mike, and Pastor John is going to come up because he's leading one too. Yeah. You'll go for it first. Good morning, saints. As most of you probably already know, Maria and I, we do the parenting class. Not that we're perfect parents, but one of the things about this class is you don't have to be perfect, but you'll learn how to be effective. And uh, one of the important things about these classes is that, you know, we have video sessions each, each time we meet. And, uh, and these sessions teach some of the basic practical principles on raising children. And they're so important. Some of the things that you're going to be learning as uh, goals for parenting. One of the important words that you're going to be hearing from these sessions is the word intentionality. Being intentional when it comes to raising our children. Also, we're going to learn how to form characters. Uh, one of the other important classes is uh, understanding and nurturing identity. And that's so important in the culture that we live in today. Amen? And also preparing them for mission. We, as uh, stewards of our, our children, we are responsible for leading our children, teaching them and training them for what God has for them, God's purpose. But one of the most important part of these sessions is after the video, which is about 30 minutes long, we get to have discussions. And this is where we get to learn so much from each other and to encourage one another. And once again, it, you don't have to be perfect, but what these sessions will do is teach you how to be effective parents. It's one of the great ways to connect with one another as well. So we're looking forward to, if you have children, please sign up. We're looking forward to having you. Maria and I will welcome you and, and love on you, and we're going to all learn together on how to raise children. Amen? Amen. All right, thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, Angela and I will have the opportunity for the first time to be able to do a uh, small group on the uh, art of marriage and uh, very excited about that and some of the things that you can expect if you're going to be part of that group is first of all understanding God's purpose and plan regarding marriage understand that this was God's idea <laughs> he's the one who uttered the words it's not good for man to be alone and God is the author of marriage he originated it, he defined it, and therefore it's not up to anybody else to redefine it. Amen. Amen. Also, uh, uh, one of the other things we're going to talk about, what, what to do when love fades. And of course, we, we really know it's not love that's fading, it's your feelings that fade after a while. So what to do when you're not feeling as juicy as you once felt. When you're not so excited to see your spouse and, and as you once were and when, when you got to, instead of depending on the feelings inside of you, when you got to say, I'm not doing this because I feel like doing it, I'm doing it because it's right. And when you do something just because it's right, then that feeling comes back around again. Praise the Lord. Talking about fulfilling responsibilities in marriage, understanding the, the roles and the responsibilities that God has designed both for the husband and the wife. 
uh, dealing with communication and conflict. Oh, Lordy. The rain falls on the just and the unjust, Jesus said, and uh, very, very important to be able to know how to deal with those tense times. Uh, the, the book of Proverbs says that a, um, uh, uh, that harsh words stir up anger, but, but that a gentle word can turn away wrath. And so to every conversation, you come with two buckets, one's full of gasoline, one's full of water. You put gasoline on the fire, you know what happens. It blows up, becomes worse. But if you put water on the fire, I'm losing something here. You put water on the fire, then you can put the fire out. Amen to that. Also, the, the idea of real intimacy in marriage. And the, that is so important. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, intimacy, uh, physically speaking, is not the root. It's the fruit. The real intimacy is, is on another level. And ultimately manifesting in that which is physical, but it doesn't start there. And uh, so thank the Lord. We're, we're going to learn, husbands, that uh, for, for things to work right in that one particular room of the house known as the bedroom, that means things are working right in every other room in the house. Can I hear an amen, somebody? And then also, leaving a lasting legacy, the idea of uh, not just doing something right so that you get the benefit of it, but realize you're doing something right so that your children get the benefit of it. So your children, your daughters know how to be wives. Your, your sons know how to be husbands. And then besides that, that, that your daughters know what kind of boys to allow around them. If they're not like dad, if they're not treating me like dad treats mom, then forget about it. You have the opportunity to leave a legacy. And those are just a few of the highlights of what we're looking to hit in the art of marriage and look forward to it. God bless you all. That sounds like fun. Um, I have the privilege of teaching a class on Revelation, and I think that a lot of people avoid this book uh, for a lot of different reasons. But I want to give you three reasons for reading this book and studying it. First is this, and it's the concluding book of the Bible. It actually completes all the other 65 books. Uh, it's the, really is the only fitting way that the Bible could end is in this book. Number two, it's predictive prophecy. As somebody mentioned earlier, the world is coming apart at the seams. Uh, so many different threats are facing us, and they're global, um, and they're increasing with intensity. And the book of Revelation actually, actually explains where the world is headed. And the third reason is that it's the great culmination of everything in human history and everything in the scriptures. I like this. One, one, one author said it's future-based therapy for the believer because it reveals that God is in control and his plan to eradicate evil from his creation uh, will ultimately uh, be successful. So, And I think it's the answer to the prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So uh, join me for this study. God bless you. Good morning. Um, I'm now glad I'm not the senior pastor since the tank is cold. Um in spite of what Pastor Chris says, we're actually not back yet. We're kind of in between trips. But the timing was well because, um, as he mentioned, we're going to be leading a group called In His, in His Steps, which we did the last session we did. 
number of years ago, I really felt the Lord, and I, I spent a lot of time teaching here, bringing everything back to the simplicity of Jesus, what Jesus called us to do. And it's the simplicity of come, follow me. It's how he called each of his disciples. That's how he called each of us. We even sang about that this morning. But then he, he, he increased the ante. And he said, if you're going to follow me, you've got to do these things. You've got to deny yourself, take up your cross, and then follow me. And the question I always have, okay, that's, I understand that. I'm committed to do that. But how do we actually live that out on a daily basis? And I discovered uh, among some books that our kids had had going through school, an old book written in 1896 by Charles Sheldon, who was a pastor of a church. And he wrote this to his church entitled In His Steps. And in the book, it challenges, it's a fictional story about how God challenged a church to walk this out with him by making a decision that every decision you make is going to be based on what would Jesus do. And that's where this WWJD uh, move came a number of years ago. So as we had this small group this last time, it was so powerful because what we began to realize, we're all somewhere in that journey and struggling with the same struggles about surrender. So we sing on Sunday morning about surrender. We're, our hearts are sincere about wanting to surrender. But how do we do that? And it can be an overwhelming, threatening thing. And the value of a small group is you've got a, a small group of people that have come together that want to make that same commitment and don't know how to do it. And then we, as we share together in this journey, we find out we're all in different places, but we're all on this journey somewhere together. And so we go through the book. We don't get, aren't able to go through the whole book. We go through enough of the book to begin to help challenge us, us in our areas where we need to be. We're not comfortable, but that's where we grow, as Pastor Chris just said. But the value of the small group is we go through it together. And as we open up and share together, we really encourage one another and find out that really God's working in each one of us, although in different ways, but he is at work both to will and to do his good pleasure. So as a journey together, I encourage you to take the journey, because we're all called to take the journey. But this small group in this book will help you learn how to do it together. So God bless you. And that's all I had to say. Thank you. Thank you. Some of the material that the pastors are leading, the small groups, come from a, a great a resource center that's been producing great resources for many years called Family Life, so uh, with the art of marriage and, and the art of parenting. So we're excited. Uh, four small groups. Now the ball is in your court to sign up, hopefully. So that would be nice. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Dave, I don't know. Dave, was a, he's a pastor, retired. Dave Coyne, and now he is leading uh, a chapter in Rhode Island called Rhode Island Institute of Family. Oh, Family Institute. Okay, and guess where it's in? Rhode Island. I know that. So uh, we, we, we're excited that he's part of our church community and doing some great things, and uh, uh, we're excited about that Book of Revelations uh, small group of doing that. I want to just take a, some time here before we get into the cold water of baptism. <laughs> um, just to go through a few things, uh, we're talking about, I wanted to talk about baptism, but I really wanted to sh talk about the journey of us, as Pastor John just said too, of making that decision to follow Christ. I know we talk about it, all the pastors in our messages, and, and but there's, there's, for me at least, there, there were three um, events in my life that were so key to really step out and, and recognize that there's a call on my life as there is to each and every one of you. It has nothing to do with me standing up here. Okay. 
Um, and in that call, we begin to find our, de- our identity in Christ uh, of whose we are. We, we've seen over time, and we can be subject to this unintentionally as well too, um, but as, as Christians, we can settle in with the title and almost make it a reference point of our life. I'm a Christian. Why? Well, because I go to church, because I believe. We, read, we sang a song earlier about belief. Or because I got saved. For me, I was at the age of 12 or 13. Um, I got saved. I was at a point where I could understand that my parents had been saved for a year or two, and there was something different in them. So in that reflection on me, I knew there was a change in them that I wanted some of that. And certainly as parents, as Pastor Ray said earlier, leaving a legacy too, I thanked them for doing that. So at that age, I basically was around a dinner table and accepted Christ into my life. But at that point, the biggest thing I knew that is I was going to heaven. Yay. That's important. We spoke about eternity a few weeks ago. Very important thing. But as things changed, I knew that there was more than just going to heaven. More than going to heaven. And I learned that there was this thing called water baptism that would be a symbolic thing to 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 in front of folks represent that I believe in the work of the cross. So I remember vividly it was in a on a lake I had my swimmies on just kidding come on. So but there was a line there was like 20 people do, going down in a pond and and I was towards the back of the line and it was like Boy, the water this is like, oh boy, it's got a sense of humor. I was saying, the water's so cold. It was like early fall, and it's going to be cold today. Something I didn't want to experience that coldness. But, the, but Jesus wasn't wanting to experience nails on the cross for us either, you know, but he did. He did, he did. So these little uncomfortabilities to recognize him in front of folks is just a small thing for a big thing for him. So I got water baptized, and then we moved out to Oklahoma, and people were walking around with Bibles. They were everywhere, Bibles. Again, we grew up in Belmont, Massachusetts. It's just a few neighboring towns over from Cambridge. So, you know, Cambridge, (laughs) Uh, some educated people are over there. Um, So I see all these Bibles going around, and I'm learning, wait a minute, there's this Holy Spirit. Yes, I've learned that in church the Trinity and all that fun stuff. But the Holy Spirit could actually reside in a believer, a Christian. So it was out there that I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And then we started going to a school that I mentioned earlier that was starting their math class in the morning by praying in the Holy Spirit. So I dived into that and learned that there were a lot of things I could go further in. But what I want to hopefully hit today, there are three elements that, that are important that you do, events in life to represent Christ. And, but I, I also want to talk, and it's, I'm careful, like a, act like I'm a surgeon with jittery hands, but 
you need to understand that where it starts too of us accepting Christ into our life. Churches, churches commercialize getting saved sometimes. And maybe we have been guilty of that at times. Please listen. Prayer is important in our life. But we've commercialized this thing of a sinner's prayer so much. that it allows us to think more on what we did than who did something for us. Where a sinner's prayer is me opening the gate, opening the, turning the latch up and opening the gate to my heart for God to come in and accepting what the work of the cross was in my life. That's what that is. I'm going to go a little deeper. Commercialization has made our sinner's prayer sometimes no different than the Pledge of Allegiance. So if I'm pledging allegiance, does that make me a citizen of the USA? Something to think about. I'm going to get scripture to back this up. I'm not going rogue here. What my concern is, is contemporary Christians are resting in a sinner's prayer and not going beyond to the other things that God's calling them to do. And some of those other two steps are water baptism, which we're doing today, and then the third step going even deeper, if you're truly considering to follow Christ, getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, being in tune with Him. Romans 10 says if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Your whole lifestyle should be declaring that he is Lord. We've thought that this is a confession, which is very important. We're going to do an altar call today. I am not against that, but we need to understand that sometimes scriptures we can... We've rested, the, the, the altar call, the sinner's prayer has become more a rule than a tool. Where you, that's how it has to happen for you to kick your gate open of your heart for God to come in. You do need a starting point. You do need to confess that he's Lord and Savior. You do need to pray and tell somebody. But we can't rest just in that act that now you are fully in Christ. It's quiet in here. <laughs> but no, no, don't. I, I just, follow me. I'm, I, my reputation, I would rather sacrifice my name to get you to come closer to Christ right now. That's all I'm saying. He wants so much more of your heart. That sinner's prayer opens a gate. You still have to walk through that and let him come in and invade your life. It's a starting point, and we will continue to do that here. We need a starting point, but you need to get water baptized if you've never been water baptized. And then you, if you truly want to follow Christ and live a life that is glorifying Him, which will only reflect back to you and your victories in your life, you need the Holy Spirit in you. You need these things.
It's three simple things. We complicate it. Life makes us complicated, makes it complicated. And we don't want to build a formula that you have to do this, this, and this. So if you've ever done the sinner's prayer or salvation, all I would encourage you to do is did you open up the gate of your heart then? It was a great opportunity to do that. It really was. And we're going to do that today too. He loves you so much. The second step, if you haven't been water baptized, there's, I'm using the number three a lot today. There's three beautiful symbolic things that water baptism will do in your life. One, baptism symbolizes how the blood of Christ washed away our sins once and for all. In Revelation 7, 13 through 14, they're just having a wonderful worship service in heaven and John is envisioning all this in Revelations and there's these folks in white robes that had died and now are in heaven. And they asked John, just to paraphrase, says, how come those robes are so white after they've died? And the answer is they've been washed in the blood of Christ where they're made clean. Water baptism helps signify that your sins are forgiven because of the blood of Christ. And as you begin to come up, you are made clean. Second, baptism symbolizes our union with Christ's death and resurrection. In Romans 6, 4, it says, Paul says, we, for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism, going down in death, coming up in life. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. We have Easter coming up soon. There has to be a death for a resurrection. I know you know that. And that's the death of you sometimes that we heard, sung about earlier. Number three, with water baptism, it symbolizes our new life and identifies us with Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Galatians 3.27 All who have been uni unified with Christ in baptism have been put on, has put on Christ like putting on new clothes. New clothes. So those three symbols of being water baptized so important because even in Romans if you deny it I think it's in Romans 2 where Jesus says, or excuse me back in Matthew says if you deny me in front of people I will deny you before my father water baptism is that big point to where you are not denying Christ in front of many right now that's water baptism I do love you guys I hope we're, and, and we can take more messages on sinner prayers. I know I'm just dropping a bomb here, but, but I need you to know there's a, there's a step process if you truly are deciding to follow Christ beyond an altar call, beyond an altar call.
God loves you guys so much. <laughs> the importance of receiving the Holy Spirit in your life. I look at it as it, it, it's like activating a tuner in you where you can begin to hear so clear what God's, when God's talking to you in any situation of a day. I've mentioned it before, it's, it's, it's flying at a higher altitude. The Holy Spirit will, is a person, Jesus talks about that in Luke, that the, the, person, the Holy Spirit, the person, is there to comfort you, but also lead you. Because the more the Holy Spirit can work in you, He can begin to work through you. In the days ahead, we need to see the power of God in our lives. No more church. We had church. This is great. But we need to be the church. And that's going to require the power of God. And that will only come through the Holy Spirit. Jesus was so sure about that. And as a believer and being water baptized, you can receive the Holy Spirit by getting prayed. And the outfit of that is praying in tongues. You see, when you pray in tongues two things I believe happen and it's scriptural too <laughs> is one the Holy Spirit helps you pray what you need to pray for that situation because we may not know the other thing I can just see Satan saying I don't know what the heck they're saying I was at, uh, I'm gonna please please listen to me uh, I was in all right we were in Disney World okay we were at Disney World we're on a bus going to one of the parks and and a and a bunch of certain nationalities had flooded the bus, which was fantastic because I want to be the minority. That's fine, but they were all speaking their native language in this bus. And I was sitting there, and I was like, "These are beautiful people, but I don't understand a word they're saying." I'd love to know what they're saying, but at point it was like, "Wow, this is really uncomfortable." And the Holy Spirit said, just imagine how Satan feels when you're praying in the Spirit. And Satan has no idea what you're saying. No idea what you're saying. And you're breaking down walls that he doesn't even know that are being broken in front of him and around you. There's power in the blood that was done on the cross for God, the Holy Spirit to live inside us. Does this make any sense? So, so if you've done a sinner's prayer, you did the right thing, but you just need to examine, did it at least just open the gate of your heart? Because if you don't, if you don't, there's still too much of you holding that gate at times. And it's still about what I do and not what he's done in me. And that's when Christians begin to fall because they've never made other steps in their lives to become closer with Christ. He loves you so much. The work of the cross, we have yet to experience all of that in our life. Mm. I'm just going to go out a limb, two quick things. If you don't know Christ and don't have a relationship with him, just come meet me right now. <laughs> Tomorrow's not guaranteed. If I sound like a Baptist preacher, I am. Tomorrow ain't guaranteed. You leaving the parking lot isn't guaranteed. I've been at too many funerals. God loves you so much. He wants a relationship with you. And I just want to say a simple prayer. I don't want to embarrass you at all. 
okay. If you still just don't want to come to the front, come see one of the pastors afterwards. We just want to pray with you and help you open that gate of your heart to let God come in. Let God come in. If you haven't been water baptized and you are saved, you've believed in the work of the cross and you've opened that gate to let God come into your life. And some of us have already signed up to do the water baptism, but if you didn't sign up, you can still get wet today. I brought towels, extra towels. God told me to bring a few towels today. Say, well, I didn't bring my Speedo or whatever. This is where the true meaning of churches come as you are. Come as you are, whatever you're dressed in. You don't know if you... You didn't get it. I'm sorry about the Speedo. You didn't... Now is the opportunity. It's part of your discipleship and following Christ and saying to the world as Jesus said don't deny me in front of others if you do I'll deny you in front of my father those are harsh words I'll get wet for a minute to deny you to not deny you in front of others water baptism is part of your salvation and if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit after service, come see Pastor John, Pastor Ray. They'll be out here. I'll be too wet with Pastor Mike. But just come, come. Don't waste another day. This is part of your salvation, what God's calling us to do. It's so important, so important. But I'll tell you, with all three, can they all happen at once? How much did you kick your gate open in that prayer? It certainly can. It's biblical. We may get some tongue people coming up afterwards. I don't know. We'll see. Is this uncomfortable for some? That's okay. It's good because God loves you so much and he wants to reach you where you are right now. So it's so important to, to go through these three steps. All right? So if you didn't get baptized, water baptized, just come up now. Those who've signed up, can you come up over to the edge over here? I know we have three or four you guys, yeah, give them a hand. If you haven't been baptized, get over here. You're going to get wet, but whoopee, I got towels for you. Just hang out right over here. This is a big day. It's part of that step. Come on. Anybody else? All right, I'm going to hand this mic over to Pastor Ray. Thank you so much, Pastor Ray, as I get into, not my Speedo, but some, some shorts here. All right? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Praise the Lord. What an awesome day here today. What a great thing to get to experience this with you all. So excited for the work that's going on and the, the plan that God's got for your life. Because this moment here, it's not just a, another moment in time, not another Sunday, but this is a big step. You see, you're making known to everybody today. As far as I'm concerned, I'm one who belongs to Jesus. As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to go ahead and follow him and go with him all the days of my life. 
And so this is a great opportunity. And uh, what we're going to do, just take a minute to, to just find out uh, for, from each of you a little bit of your story. You don't have to go ahead and do any speech. Just talk about what Jesus means to you and, and, and how Jesus changed your life. In just a, a few words, a few sentences, your story is going to go ahead and really uh, bless a whole lot of the people in the house today because we are really supporting you and cheering you on as you take this next step in Jesus. All right. So we're going to go ladies first today. Hey, honey, go ahead and tell us your name. Ari? Irie. Irie. Well, that's a lovely name. And I would love you to tell what Jesus means to you and, and why you're so excited to be baptized today. Uh, I love God with all my mind, heart, soul, and body. That's the way to do it, girl. That is great. And because you do, when Jesus says to do something, you want to do it, right? And that's why you're going to get baptized today. Oh, well, we're excited to get to be a witness to this very special moment in your life. All right. My brother, go ahead and tell us your name. My uh, name's Andrew. Andrew. Man, I'll tell you, I, I love looking out there and seeing you. You know, you're typically sitting in the same spots so you're easy to find. But, uh, Andrew, I'm so excited about uh, you being here today and being baptized today. And uh, we would love to go ahead and hear uh, part of your story as far as how Jesus changed your life and what led up to this moment here today. Um, well, I converted, uh, actually joined the altar prayer in June. And it was just ever since then, following Jesus, my life has gotten so much better in every single way. Even bad things, it's just like letting them go. I kind of had an anger problem. That's going away. It's still awesome. there, but going away. Um, but yeah, like little things, my wife and I are now thinking of, well, we're going to be adopting and that's something we had, we had thought about for a while, but we prayed on it and, uh, it's a little funny, but the next day, the wordle, if you do wordle, the word was adopt. So I was like, well, okay, don't get more clear than that. <laughs> Andrew, we're so excited for you. Excited for the changes that the Lord has done in your life. And, uh, and I gotta tell you that the more the more you pursue him, the more you go after him, the, the more you become like the one you're pursuing. And so, so the, those things that have been around, the more you pursue Jesus, those things just fall off you. And I, I'm so excited to get to see you water baptized today and to see you uh, just go on from, from one level to the next, from glory to glory, for, from faith to faith, and just keep on moving on you walk with God. For you and your wife and your family. I love saying that now. <laughs> Andrew, God bless you. All right. It's Arnaldo, right? All right. My brother, I, I got to see you in the parking lot last week. And I uh, was so excited you, you were, were coming here to sign up to be baptized. Tell us a little bit about your story and, uh, and, and how you came to meet Jesus and the, the significance of what's about to happen here today. Pulled me from my lowest of lows uh, back in November, and as I seeked relationship with Christ because I was I never really had a relationship with Him, but once I started seeking relationship with Him, my life did a whole 180. Everything started to change. I became much happier, much more fulfilled with Christ. In my life, and this is the least I could do for Him because He is my Creator, He is my Father, and I love Him with all my heart. That is so awesome, man. 
And we're, we're excited to get to be a witness of the next step of what God's doing in your life today, man. This is just wonderful. And so we celebrate with you, bro. Amen. Cliff, my brother. How are you, sir? All right. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. We want to hear the, uh, the, the, the abridged version of the story. How Jesus has changed your life and what led up to this moment right here today. Oh, man. Listen, uh, Jesus changed my life when I was 13. Um, I've been out on the street, grew up on the streets, and since I found him, a lot of my life changed for the better. Um, and the more I got to know him, the more I want to be like him, I can say, because um, the purity that he has, the love that he has, and all that comes with him, it really makes you want to think about your life out here. So, so want to be like Jesus, walk with him, talk to him, and love him just as much as he loves me. It's a great feeling, a real great feeling. So, Cliff, we're excited for you today. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, and, and you know what? One of the great things about not just being baptized in water, but being baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire is that we're going to need some fire to warm up the water today. Come on, y'all. Y'all ready to be baptized today? Well, you can go ahead and make your way right into this room here. Just follow Ron or Usher there. He'll direct you where to go. God bless you guys. And congregation, you can stand up with us because we're going to go ahead and have us a praise party here. And we're going to go ahead and uh, praise the Lord and, and do some singing while the uh, baptism is taking place. And we're so excited about what's happening with our brothers and our, our sweet little sister today. Are you with me on that? Praise the Lord. <laughs> 